Hi everyone, welcome to Merch Money. Today we have Amy back and we have Tara on. So, so happy to see Amy again. And uh, Brianna, unfortunately she can't be here. She uh, is on a plane right now. She was just boarding right before the show. Um, she's coming back from LA. She uh, had a conference out there. I can't wait to hear all about it. It sounded really good. So, well, you guys want to go around and, and introduce yourselves, just catch everybody up on what happened this week and last week. So, hi, I'm Amy Springer, Merch Marvel on the show, Merch Money. And um, it's been a very chaotic few weeks, but I'm happy to be back. Had to go up to Boston for an emergency trip and uh, it was hard, but I'm back. And now just trying to get into the rhythm, like where I was with research and designing and stuff. And it's been it's been kind of hard, but we're getting there. So I really don't have too much to like share today. But I'm <laughs> here. So and I'm you happy back. To be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You so good to see your smiling face and have you back. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I guess I'll just go real quick and then we'll go to Tara. It feels like so small today. Um, anyway, I am uh, merch boss, uh, Helen Kinson. I had, I finally worked on thumbnails. I don't know if you guys saw, <laughs> but the channel has thumbnails now. I went through and added them to almost, almost all the videos. There's a few that are missing, but almost all of them. Um, and then this weekend I went out of town to go skiing. I ended up not going skiing. My, my husband. Did we lose her? Oh, she's back. There you are. Oh, can you hear me? I lost you for a minute. Just for a oh, second, okay. you're back though. Oh, okay. Um, I was just gonna say I was out of town this weekend, but when we were coming back, uh, there was the Merge Wizard uh, webinar talking about the integration with Orbit So I'm like driving back, listening to that. And then um, today, that, that's all I did was set, set all that up. So it was really fun. I um, You can do it like bulk. So I, I, I sent one shirt over just to test it out and make sure I had it all set up right. And then after that, I did like 32 all at once. I did like a whole little niche I had. Um, so anyway, I'm excited about that. So all right, Tara. Thanks oh. for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Sure, I'm here. <laughs> so just introduce yourself. And if you have anything this week that, that was exciting or anything that you want to talk about, feel free. Um, well, honestly, this week I've had a really sick kid, so that kind of wiped out any kind of um, business or designing for me. He was, uh, his fever broke today, but he's had a high fever for like a week um, under the doctor's care and like barfing and all. Anyway, it's Aww, been a kid. <laughs> I know it's hard to watch him, and he's three, so it's hard to watch him like, struggling. So today, we think he's on the mend. Um, so like not like business wise, I don't really know. I didn't check in all that often. Um, which beauty of merch, I had the luxury of just not working. Um, I know that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nothing in the design world, and my kids, I think, are all healthy now, so I'm ready to get back into it. Especially when he goes, um, like he can go back to school on once his preschool, you know, on Wednesday. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here, and um, I'm excited. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, Tara is 
great designer, does really well on merch and KDP, and we're just so happy to have her here today. Um, we were talking about what to talk about on the show or you know what, what we wanted to focus on, and she had a great idea of just going over designs, doing like design critiques. So if any of you guys are watching and want her to critique one of your designs, it's a great opportunity because you can learn a lot that way. So feel free to um, message me or send the link in the chat or whatever you want to do, um, and we'll take a look. But if not, um, we're, we'll pull up designs just straight from Amazon and, and look at those. So, but before we do that, do you want to talk a little bit about your background? Like, how did you get into merch? Um, sure, sure. That might that might be helpful. I think I think I come from a maybe a little different background than a lot of merch account owners. Um, so I have a bachelor's in advertising and marketing, which I think suits me really well for the research part and the keywording part and the thinking like a customer and creating products um, based on a need that you find. Uh, so that really set me up well. But also while I was um, in class doing my undergrad. Uh, there were a lot of group projects and I found myself always uh, volunteering to do the creative part because we'd be, you know, like making campaigns or um, critiquing campaigns. And we always had to have something, you know, pretty to show in the end, whether that was an ad or like a whole ad set. I mean, I just always volunteered to do that part. I, I was an artistic kid. I liked uh, arts and crafts. So it suited what I liked. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of nice to come out with my, my bachelor's and like the technical side of, of more business side of things. But I really liked the more creative side of things. And so I picked up, um, I kind of taught myself Photoshop during classes. And then my first job that I took, my first real job, I should say, <laughs> my first real job, so after undergrad was um, at a smaller company. It was an engineering firm and they needed, uh, they had a very small marketing team. It was two people, like the manager and an, another guy. And they were looking to add someone that could come in and they required that you had a, a bachelor's in, in marketing, which I did. And then, but they're like, we really want this person to be kind of a graphic designer for us. And I was like, me. <laughs> you know, like it, was, it was really just a, a perfect little storm there. So I took, um, I got the job. Um, I also got married right when I graduated from college. That was a big summer for me, I guess. But um, so while at that job, it was, um, it was really good for what I was doing in that they were paying me to produce good work for them. But they also were like, my boss would check in and be like, hey, what tutorials have you done? What have you learned how to do? How are we improving our design skills? Um, so that was just a really uh, great fit for what I wanted to do like because I knew eventually I'm a bit of a, a forward thinker um, my husband and I wanted to have a family uh, we both wanted for me to be able to stay home um, with our kids especially while they're little so I wanted to have something that I could uh, possibly do from home and be you know location independent so this really fit the bill right so anyway so that's my that was my like professional time <laughs> and then mm -hmm. um, so during that time as well so my husband was working he's a mechanical engineer um, but a, a well-spoken one, apparently that's weird. So, <laughs> his, so his, his company would often send him to meet with a client that they were engineering for. It was consumer electronics. So he was traveling a lot is what that was all for. <laughs> he was either in California with the clients, which, you know, Amazon was one of his clients. He, uh, he helped on the first Kindle. It's kind of fun. Fun fact. Nice. Um, that is a fun fact. And then yeah. now you're doing Kindle I or KDP. <laughs> like, no. look at me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was saying, like, he was also in China a lot. Anytime a product launched, he would go over and, you know, kind of manage that process. So what I'm saying is I was a young married person <laughs> with a full-time job, and my husband was gone a bit for work. So I would fill my time after work doing more design on my own 
um, kind of honing my skills a little more. Cause at, at work, I became very proficient in Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign because I was laying out magazines and making you know trade show booths and things like that. Um, I also picked up photography because we had to photograph products to put in our marketing materials. So they, you know, the department we had a camera and a lighting setup. Um, so I was trying to use all these skills that I was learning at my full-time job. And then after work, I was kind of putting them into a few different places. I was doing logos, um, which were largely design contests online, which graphic designers look down upon because that is spec work, meaning you are doing work without the promise of pay. Um, <laughs> but for me, I was like, I don't care. I need the practice. It was a great practice to read a creative brief and then try to visual, like put that into a visual statement, which is your logo, which is um, oddly enough transfers really well to t-shirt design because you have essentially a very small space in which you need to present your idea and get it across very quickly. Um, so it was kind of a good training ground. So I was doing logos and I was actually winning those contests. I was making money, so I don't feel bad. About that. <laughs> um, I, I, um, with photography, uh, I learned, you know, I bought my own camera with my winnings from my logos and I would take pictures of places and things. And so I was making, taking those photos and putting them on iStockphoto.com, which is now Getty Images. And I was also making little graphics to put in my portfolio. So I had that little portfolio kind of running and it was making good money on its own. And then I eventually went into um, photography, taking pictures of mostly babies. Because once I had my first baby, photographers are expensive. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. take, they are. I'm like, I'm going to take my own dang pictures with my selfie <laughs> camera. So I, I, so I did. Um, and it went well enough to where that just kind of snowballed where, you know, people, found out that I did and they asked me to do theirs and then a few years later I have this side business taking pictures of babies and families nice so long story anyway all those things <laughs> <laughs> but that was such good experience and that's amazing you did all that yeah and there were it was not all it went so like when I left work I, I left my full-time job when I had my oldest son um Max so that was in 2008 mm -hmm. and so I'd only been there for like two years two and a half years and um, they asked me to contract from them at home so I did keep them as a contract Thing and they gave me to someone else. So now I had two companies I was contracting for. But as I had more kids, one of those streams of income would drop off because kids take time <laughs> to grow and raise. And um, anyway, so I the way I found merch was it, this was after having four kids and all those things had had to stop at some point because I just I had four kids ages seven and under at, at one like when they were all born and. Um, which is a handful, a wonderful, beautiful handful. But anyway, we got to the point where my youngest was, he was like one and a half. And when you have kids every two years and your kid's one and a half, you're like, ow, oh, are we having another one? We should probably get going on that. It's, that's how math works. And um, we had decided, you know, we're pretty good with, with four. So I'm sitting there like, huh. What do I, I do am, now? <laughs> not, not, you know, the four kids over there weren't taking any of my time. Um, <laughs> But I sat there, I was like, I am not pregnant or breastfeeding anybody right now. That is new. Um, I have, and I, like the mommy fog lifted. And I was like, I remembered, I was like, I have a, I have a degree and skills and hobbies and things. So um, I spent the next several months knowing that I wanted to find something to do when I had like literally more time, which was maybe a year or two down the road when there would be at some point, all my kids would be in school because the youngest would be in preschool. So I started just just inhaling um, business books, entrepreneurial books, podcasts, reading blogs, just hoping to, in that journey, find something that I could start slowly and build up. Um, and 
so I read all the basic entrepreneurial books. I looked at creative businesses and it was a podcast that I heard this and it was in March of 20, 2017. I was in the car and it was either the side hustle show or side hustle school. Um, and then Pat Flynn's smart passive income mentioned merch as well. So those are my three favorite podcasts at the time. And one of them mentioned it and I was driving and they were just like, here's this, here's a new business we're going to talk about. This is some lady who sits at home and she uses her graphic design skills to make t-shirts and then Amazon takes care of all the customer service and all these other things. You're like, what? Oh my I, God. I was like, what? What is this? I have to, you know, <laughs> angels, light bulbs, whatever it was that was going on. So I, I pulled over. I honestly pulled over into a gas station and applied on my phone, which is probably not a great business decision. Um, it is though. Take I, action right away. No, but I didn't like research it or anything. I was like, I'm doing this and yeah. Looking back, I'm like, did I even link to my portfolio? I have no idea. I don't remember. I, I'm I'm sure I texted. I am a graphic designer. I would love to do this. I can do this. And please, please give me an account. Um, anyway, uh, so I thought I was after going home and researching it and actually finding out what it was. Um, I was in the big group and saw that there was like a six month to a one year waiting period to get an account. I was like, well, that's fine because I wanted this to be a little later. We were moving across the country that summer anyway. Right. Um, so of course what happens is three weeks later I get an email says your merch account is live and I was like what that wasn't six months at all which is insanely lucky I don't know how or why that happened but it was three weeks for me and um so I got in right away so before the whole big move started I was like I'm just gonna get some shirts up there to see what happens so you can upload like what one or two mm -hmm. at the very beginning so I yeah so I had two up and they both sold the first week um wow that's about, awesome so that was my I felt like the universe saying, hey, this could actually maybe, this could work for you. Um, and it was just, it has snowballed since then. There we are. <laughs> awesome, what a great story. I love things like that where it's just like, you're looking and looking and then all of a sudden you find find what you're looking for. It's like, right, because I it feels insanely lucky and I luck was part of it, but at the same time, luck is favored by those who are prepared. So I feel like- But it's also like you're searching for, because some people hear about it and they're not searching for it, so it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, like, especially mm -hmm. on Pat Flynn, like, Pat, like he only talks that, I actually have never heard him talk about merch, so it's like, it's not his no. main thing. No, it's not. He, I think his wife, so, his wife friend. Yeah, so him. most people listening to that episode, I'm sure that they did not sign up for merch. So it's like, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you were listening and looking for it, and so you, you did it. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a good, good lucky strike, lucky strike for me. Awesome. Well, you have really taken advantage of it and roll with it. And we can't wait to hear your, your thoughts on design and, and your pointers and things like sure. it's not, not everybody can just like know, even know what a good design is or what makes yeah. it good or what makes it better than something else. So, um, right. and I think, um, I think actually, so you're right. People don't, I think they don't know that they know. Like I, it's an odd thing. If you were to take a bunch of designs or just a page of um, Amazon shirts to a, a non-designer, just, you know, regular person and say, pick out the best one, they could probably pick out the best one, the one that does right. And um, what, the, what they don't know is why they picked it. And a lot of the times yeah. the reason why they picked it is because if there's type, it's properly spaced. It is the correct font for the attitude that you're trying to represent. It's the correctly sized graphic to go with the text. The hierarchy of the text is correct in which words are emphasized and which ones are not. Um, but it's things like that that um, I think, because I know those technical things so I can put them into a design, mm -hmm. whereas uh, maybe someone who's not uh, familiar with designing things wouldn't know to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah so those are the kind of things where you just may not even think about it at all like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like i don't know why my design doesn't look good but it's because you're missing you know one of those things yeah one now, of now do you think that somebody who doesn't really have a background in that can teach themselves how to see the more technical oh, yeah. aspects of a design yeah i think that that honestly just comes with time i think it would it might help to be artistic in some way but i mean i'm completely 100% self-taught in graphic design. I mean, that was not what I was taught in college. I And I learned by reading blogs and flipping through Photoshop user magazine and layers magazine. And let me tell you how fun it is to learn a design tutorial from a freaking magazine. <laughs> you're, you're looking at the page and it's like got a screenshot and you're like, what am I looking at? And then you have to read the paragraph about what the mouse should be doing if this were a video and showing you. And then you got to figure out what happened when you hit the button. And then if something goes wrong, you're like, wait, what? I have no, anyway. So that's how I learned graphic design outside of a classroom. But nowadays there's, well, oh, there's always classrooms if you get a degree in it, but there's, um, there's YouTube, YouTube University. YouTube is so amazing. It is free and you can do things like Skillshare. I have dabbled in Skillshare, which is, it's great. It's like already, it's like super compartmentalized for you. There's not a lot of searching you have to do. You just hit like the illustrate, Ill, uh, you know, Adobe Illustrator section. And then you can kind of scan through the different techniques that they'll they will teach. So that's a great source too, and that's super cheap when you think about it. Um, but YouTube, I use YouTube all the time. I mean, I've been doing this for years, and I'm constantly like, oh, how to do that one weird thing, and then I just YouTube real quick, and someone's got a YouTube video on how to do that one weird thing. Yeah. My stepson Henry, he's the one who got me into YouTube. Like he had been on YouTube for a long time, and then at some point I was like, wait, like this is not just for kids. Like I should go look <laughs> up on there. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I have him to thank for learning all. Like that's how I found out about FBA and merch and all mm -hmm. of it. Yep. So. Good. We love YouTube around here. Yes, it's amazing. So do you want to go ahead and and uh, we can share? We're thinking that Tara will share the screen, and I'm gonna try to be quiet because if I say anything or if Amy says anything, it'll it'll get off the screen. So I'll let you. Oh, no, so you guys can talk. It's OK. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk too. But um, yeah, we're thinking of uh, maybe Father's Day just because that it, that's such a good, good niche. And it's kind of evergreen, like people buy shirts for dads for birthdays and Christmas also. So um, so that's that's what we're thinking, right? Yeah. So Father's Day that exactly that was so May of 2017 was my first full month in, on merch. And I, uh, so Father's Day was kind of the first major holiday, I guess, that I, I went after. And I went after holidays because all the groups were saying to go after evergreens. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, from my marketing brain was telling me, go for areas where there are there are um, definite buyers. There are There's a really big reason for someone to be buying a gift right now. And if that gift is a shirt, you can supply that shirt. You can supply the product that they're searching for. So that's why I I know a lot of evergreen stuff is preached, which is great. I have some evergreens that do really well, but my holidays do better. And I feel like I put more focus there because I feel like there's a guaranteed, um, well, you have to have a good design and keywords and all these things, but um, there's a guaranteed audience, I should say. There's a guaranteed pool of buyers. So. That's why I went first into into holidays. I should say holidays and events, not just holidays. Anytime there's like a really good reason to have a dumb shirt. Um, <laughs> my shirts are not beautiful, by the way. I'm gonna tell you right now. I <laughs> I would not wear almost any of my shirts. Maybe some of the text only ones, but they're not like. I so I'm not an illustrator. I I can illustrate. Um, it's not my strength, 
and it takes me a little longer than it does to take me it takes me to do like um, a text with graphics or text only I have a lot of text only but it's done I think correctly if that would be an appropriate way to say it do you buy fonts or do you like hand letter no no I buy I don't fonts. even know the words yeah hand lettering is a huge huge thing and um i i can i think i have nice handwriting i guess and i know how to do and every once in a while i have i've had a few things where i'm like i'll just write this by hand really quick if i needed it to be swoopy and i didn't find a font that i liked but no i pay for i pay for fonts i do font bundles i do a lot of free fonts there's so many free fonts like i yeah. i didn't even download the stuff in the beginning because i was just buying designs but now like i'll download fonts mm -hmm. and graphics and stuff um and I already have so many just from like the last three months. <laughs> so. yeah. oh, I I have no idea how many I have. I, I probably have six months worth of downloads right now that I haven't even unzipped because I just, I see them and I download them and then I yeah, download them. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine like if I had been downloading this whole time since 2016, like it'd be crazy. Yeah. Oh, I have fun since 2007. So there's- Oh, some, wow, okay. <laughs> I've got a, I, I deleted on the airplane to Seattle for the last conference. I, my goal was to not use any internet and I like just went through fun. I think I downloaded, um, 1200 font or deleted. Oh, 1200 yeah. fonts. oh, deleted. Okay. Yeah. No, deleted. And I, <laughs> and I barely made a dent. <laughs> Very depressing. Anyway, sorry, we can move on to, Damn. all right. So I need to figure out how to, I'm just going to pull up, um, an Amazon window. And we did practice this. Yeah. Oh, take your time. I, I can be uh, re I could be shouting out the people in the comments. I'm I have to work on that of like saying hi to everybody. Oh, Jake Vorkin, is that your husband? No, it's my little brother. Oh, your brother. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good to have family here. Hi, Jake. And my yeah. dad's in the chat. Glenn. He said it's always a good idea buying shirts for dads. <laughs> <laughs> Dad love a good shirt, right? I would say I bought him some shirts, but he always ended up buying them for himself because <laughs> he wanted to support my uh, my business. So, oh, Jake said, "What's up?" And then hi to Emily. Emily's still not feeling well. I hope you feel better, Emily. Okay. Uh, in the chat. We got all kinds of people. Teresa. Okay. So I, all right, so I have, am I sharing the screen? Yes, you're okay. sharing. <laughs> okay, so this, here we have just merch. I just have two Chrome extensions running right now that I enabled. This one here is DS Amazon Quick View, which will, I think it's pretty standard for merch users to have that one. It's one that shows you DSR and stuff like that on listings. And this one up here is the Amazon Suggestion Expander, which means if you type here, look, we're gonna go with Father's Day, it kind of, populates down here with a bunch of terms that are usually searched before your whatever you typed in. So like first Father's Day or after. So Father's Day for husband. Um, so I honestly often like to start with like Father's Day gifts because a shirt can be a gift. You might snag someone who's not necessarily looking for a shirt, but there are always going to be shirts in here. Here we have world's best farter that has <laughs> been around for a long time. Um, so that one, I mean, I don't have a critique on that one. That's just text. At least it's spaced somewhat correctly. Um, it's kind of a boring font, but you know what? It sells. Look at the BSR there. It's pretty fantastic. Also, not a merch shirt. That's Oh, that's another thing. I don't look at just merch stuff. Um, 
when I'm researching or looking for new um, niches that might be underserved, I search all the shirts on Amazon because that's what your customer is gonna see. So let's go ahead, we'll just go back for the sake of today and put Father's Day shirt. And right away, you should be given some ideas. So if you're looking for something to create, right away it's telling us people are searching for Father's Day shirts specifically from a daughter, or from a kid, or from a son, or for a baby for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of want to see what comes up. Oh, okay, now I get it. But yeah, the the daddy and me. These are adorable. I wish we could um, do, you know, like packaging or what's that called, bundling? Yeah, it would be um, something. Anyway, so you it, can do that with uh, with Merch Wizard if you if you have. I mean, obviously, Merch doesn't have those mm -hmm. products, but if you use other platforms, right? Yes, yeah, so you can bundle. And then I know I I'm not on Etsy. Um, on purpose my brain only holds so much but the um you could do these kinds of things on etsy anyway so let's go back to maybe just for dads father's day shirt you could yeah. still do like a father's day shirt like that for like little kids instead of babies yeah so that that could be a cute idea yeah like so we have um we have access it's all the way down to 2t now i think is mm -hmm. that what the kids are okay yeah yeah so, so Right off the bat, these first two sponsored ones are leaning on trademarks. <laughs> um, we're leaning on Superman here, leaning on The Walking Dead here, which again, this is, um, I would probably categorize these as parody. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's uh, good to bring up to people because you, you always see people in, in all the groups where they're like, oh, I got suspended for no reason. Be very careful yeah. when you're researching because if you, if you see one of the first few shirts that come up, you know, a lot of times it's, it's some, it's somebody else. It's, it's some kind of copyright something. So just be mm -hmm. careful. Okay. So here's actually another little, um, not even a tip, but just a, a thing. So you'll notice here. So all these shirts are obviously these next ones here, not the infringing ones. They're obviously done by the same person, right? It's the same brand, same style. Um, they're scaling it out and they have daddy on the side. So this is a good idea. You know, it's, it gets very specific to a dad and what they like. But I want, what I want to point out is that these are not ranked, meaning they're right here on the first page um, and you know, rank not found it means they haven't sold yet. So what that tells me is that Amazon will give you a shot. You know, mm -hmm. as soon as you upload something, you're gonna get a shot or two, or I don't know how many, but there are plenty on here on page one that have not sold. So these, this one, these ones um, are getting a chance right now. They look like they were uploaded maybe like two weeks ago. Um, which is kind of nice to know they're still getting a shot here because these aren't sponsored ads um and i've had plenty of uh shirts especially when uh recently it was an easter one it was an illustrated one they did so it took me a little longer and i put it up and it sold in i think it was 12 hours um so it, amazon gave it a chance what i'm trying to say with all that is that a lot of people are like oh everything's so it's so crowded there's no way i'm like i put up an easter shirt and it sold the same day with no ads and it means that Amazon showed it to someone and I, it's not like I have better Easter terms than anyone else. We're all using the same keywords for Easter. <laughs> there are only so many. Right. Um, anyway. Okay. So let's start looker cheek. So this one right here, um, we'll go into this one, this rock and roll. And I will pick on this one because I have a shirt very similar to the, with this idea of a, a rocking chair for a grandpa. Um, so mine is uh, a bit different in its layout. Uh, I'll go ahead and pick on the layout here on this one. I think the font on top is too small and mm -hmm. it's scripty. I know it's a script font. If you're gonna have small letters, you need to have them be legible. 
um, especially at a small point. This is actually one of my biggest pet peeves about uh, doing POD, and it's something I had to learn in the very beginning was that your design needs to be freaking massive on these shirts, which as a consumer, like when I ordered my first shirt and it came, I was like, this is so big. I hate this. I would never wear something like art on a shirt this big. Um, but unfortunately to be seen on someone's phone where we know, I think, what did they say? Like 60% of shoppers are still on mobile or something. Um, you need to be able to see it from your phone. So I don't think this shirt, the little, I don't think the little script would be seen from someone's phone. Um, the concept is fun. Um, I, so I personally think there's a little too much um, white space that's not being used maybe correctly. I would, um, I wish I could, you could see like my fingers pointing on here. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of see what you're saying. And that, that's a good point because that's something that I, um, when I first started trying to design, I was like, I, I did things like that where I had too much space. And then I started looking at shirts that were doing better and I'm like, oh, okay, you don't, you don't want all that space in between. <laughs> right, and there's, white space is a very uh, powerful tool in design and when used appropriately, it's um, it works really well. This one, if I were to redesign this one right now, I would make the text at the top um, a more legible font and that would maybe I, it's not super feminine but this is like for if this is for a grandpa I guess it could be for a grandma too but if it's about rock and roll I would make it a little bit of a tougher font I mean this I'm not I'm not hating this this is fine um but I would choose a masculine um probably sans serif font for the top I would make it go all the way across the width of the design and then I would fit the words in together a little bit better I would have I would maybe scoot the rocking chair a tad bit more center I would have the word rock fill up that whole space kind of between the top of the chair to the arm kind of on that right side there. Um, so the word rock would eventually be bigger than roll maybe. I would make that bigger to have the little N and then have that little N kind of maybe sit in that little spot that would be created between rock and roll. <laughs> kind of right yeah. above the O there. Yeah. Um, and I think it would just fill the space and you could use kind of a, a rock. You could do another variation with um, a rock and roll font, right? Yeah. And so, so once you have, I think the design with pr more proper spacing, again, I should probably have a disclaimer, design is subjective, you guys. So I'm telling you what I would do. There are probably many people that see this like, that's awesome, and then they buy it, so that's fine. Um, but the way I would do it, I would scoot it together a little more, again, text at the top, a little bit bigger, maybe break it into two lines and make it a little bit bigger, um, and fit the word rock and roll into the design, make it part of the design, not just text kind of floating on its own. That is all really good tips. I hope everybody's taking notes. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do for that one. Um, on a, another note, I don't know if this is clip art or if someone drew this, but uh, that's, I think the rocking chair looks good. I think actually the script font is, you know, kind of kind of a similar style to the chair. Um, but again, and if you wanted to scale this out, I would do it with a really hardcore um, biker tattoo style font. You could do another one that's softer like this, maybe for um, a grandma who likes rock and roll or, you know, either way. You could, I would do a few variations, maybe with a different style of rocking chair, throw in some hot pink or maybe make have the font not just be like straight written, but like with a, you know, like an outline around it and then like maybe half tones over it to be like kind of a retro rock and roll poster. Um, there's a lot of things you could do with this uh, idea here. Awesome. Um, and I have one of those and it does sell. So. Nice. <laughs> um, there's some rude things on here. <laughs> um, I, I never know what to think about these ones here. Cause I'm like, that super looks like the original NES one with just some extra buttons thrown on there. So I never know. It's, it is that very nervous. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
So I'll just skip that. But as a design though, like it, this is, I think this is a fun one. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to make your own controller, you know, teach their own, but, um, and you know, maybe they've got a different cross pad over here, but you know, they use, I think an appropriate font. It's kind of pixelated. I would go for one that's even more pixelated. I have several of those and a lot of them are free. Um, I like the, the bright colors. I mean, this is, this is to me, this is a fun shirt. It fills the space. Um, it's got a, you know, fun, just bright graphic. So I'm, I kind of like that one. And it looks good, like the text, how they have like two different colors in there for yes. gamers. Like it, they, it's not just like they just threw some font on there. Like they put some thought into it. Right. Um, actually, I'm just going to go to this. So here we go. Hi, Star Wars. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> that's not your IP. Um, so this one here. So this one, I don't think this one sold. It didn't have a, did it? Oh, no. Yes, it did. It does have a VSR. Pardon me. So this one has sold. Um, um, for this design, I would, the text is a little, I mean, it's not bad. This is not bad at all. Obviously people have bought it and the, the idea is fun. It's very simple. And they are using a couple different fonts. Um, I'm not sure that I would make dad so huge there next to the, if I might keep it the same size as if, but, but, but do call it out with a different color or a different font. Just be careful not to use too many fonts, too many fonts just make. Yeah. I was going to say this is a lot of fonts. Yeah, it is. And now that I look at it even closer, no one it's crossed out, but that's in a different font. Um, that looks like a Bebas new or Kai, just the, the basic block text there. And then the shaded one that's different. So yeah, we've got like three, maybe four fonts here. Um, so these ones, I don't know, sometimes with these text only ones, it, you can go a few different ways. You can make the text all fit as if it was um, in one box. So, you know, you would kind of stretch it out or make some lines smaller to like a professional who is actually, you could make that a, a smaller size to fit right under the no one and then mm -hmm. trained in the field bigger to be the same width as a professional who is actually. So there's, um, you know, there's a few different ways to attack these text only ones or basic. This obviously there's a wrench right there, but um, I would also for this one, I mean, you could have the wrench in the middle. If I were to change this one up, I would turn the wrench on its side and have it going up the length of the shirt and have the text right uh, left aligned next to it. Um, I've that layout has worked well for me on many shirts, having kind of like a big tall graphic and then the words kind of like marching down the side of it, if that oh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, kind of like you're reading a paragraph next to a, a graphic. So that's um, one layout that I can say does work. Um, and then I would not do quite so many fonts. Um, what does this say? If dad can't fix it, no, a professional is actually trying to So yeah, it's a funny little joke. Yeah. Now I've heard that a good rule of thumb is like no more than two different fonts per shirt and they have to be complementary. What do you think? Um, yes, I would, I would still go with three if your third one was like a little tagline at the bottom. Um, if that makes sense. Like I've, I have a lot of, so a lot of my shirts are puns or like a take on, you know, world's, I don't know. What is, what was that one of their world's best farter? <laughs> like I would cry and I think the ones that normally we saw on those it was um it's like the word is crossed out and then there's something scribbled that layout work has worked well for me as well but sometimes I'll cross it out and write a different word to scribble it and then underneath that even have like kind of a little gotcha at the end in like a very simple font so that was when I would use three fonts is when I've had like main idea the offset font which to pop the pop the joke um, and then maybe an explanation um, at the bottom. That's, that makes sense. So I, I would I would not go over three. Um, 
but even still, there's some um, like that here, like this one here. We'll have to see how many fonts are here, but it looks like they used ones from the same font family. So sometimes that's okay where they're like, you'll get those font bundles all the time. You know, if you guys yeah. are like, and buy too many of those. Um, <laughs> and you get the one like uh, Borton or and Bruford, or I have a couple of those. I always confuse the names, but you get that. Oh, I got this font. Oh my gosh, there's 35 fonts in this family. <laughs> and they've got like the shaded, the shaded italic, the shaded italic bold. Um, and they're meant to go with each other. So that would be the only time I might break a rule is when it's something like this. There's a lot of words. Um, so this one here, this this one's fine. Um, what I would do to tweak this one is I would, that line, because I still wanted these, I would shrink it just enough to fit right over Crazy Kids. Yes. Um, just, it's it's things like that where the outside line, if you just kind of squint your eyes and make the design look like a hole, it looks like a lot, it's not lopsided because it's, you know, pretty even, but it's like this jaggedy mm -hmm. line where you could make it one whole design, which again, depending on what you're going for, maybe the the jagged, you know, do you know what I'm saying to say? Like the wiggly sides, it's not like in the, in a perfect box or a perfect circle. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that fits the mood of the shirt, but if this were mine, I would just tuck that in a little bit. Same thing with I'm the best. Um, maybe tuck that in just a little bit. Um, and I would move those stars down. Spacing, ooh, I get really picky on spacing. I wouldn't want that that big star so close to those things. But anyways, that's a lot of little things that if you do a lot of those little tweaks, it can take a design from being fine to being like a standout. Yeah, all the little details. Right. Um, oh, so this is, I like this one, this is funny. Um, so these kinds of shirts do I like your dad, I like a normal dad, but really cool. That I think that's super funny. I would, um, I would again that little tweak, I would stretch that second line of text just a, a tad bit so that it, it was the same width as the top just to balance things out. Um, something else you could do so this is one option, right? I like to have lots of different variations, if especially if I think I have a winning idea. I would, um, you would try to do something really fun with little biker guy, make another variation with him, like writing on top of the letters or somehow yeah. fit him, somehow fit him in between biker dad or like driving up, you know, going you know north, like going up the letter D or something like that, or being um, getting creative and seeing, is there, is there a natural um, uh, break here in those letters? Kind of like, like the FedEx logo where there's like that hidden arrow, you know? Oh yeah. Um, is there a way to hide the graphic in the words, which it's more, it's more fun to speak. It's not something people are going to see on their phones. I know, like as they're scrolling, but it, you know, for someone who's maybe looking for a very specific shirt like this, they might take a little more time and look at it, and then be really like, "Oh my gosh, look! There's a hidden bike in the thing," and or like make the that's a really the, good point. Or use the B, like turn a bike on its side. Now you've got two bumps from the wheels. You know, something like that. Um, I think that's really fun to hide graphics or work them into. I should say, work a graphic into a word. Um, so that's what those are some changes I would. And even if you just did that shirt, like, would you think the graphics should be a little bit bigger or do you yeah. like it? No, I don't like it that small. I mean, it's yeah. obviously people have bought it and they're okay with it. So me personally, I would not have the bike that small. Um, I don't think that's the proper size of a graphic for that massive. Yeah, number. I feel like <laughs> it is. So I would take it at that size though. And I would put it on top of the word dad or like at the very edge of the word dad. I would have a little guy up there to make it him just like, as if biker dad was like the road and then here's this you know guy biking on it yeah or a mountain but yeah on its own no i, I wouldn't have him that small i might have a much bigger and then stack the words underneath it again to kind of mm -hmm. fill that um to fill a space evenly 
Um, but that's a fun idea. I'm saying, I think it would be hilarious if the front bike wheel fell into the space between the words and the guy flying <laughs> off. That Black sense of humor sometimes. No, that would be hysterical. And there's another fairly simple variation where if you can design, you could do that very simply, or you could tell your designer, hey, take him off the bike, send him shooting off to the side. You know, they've already got the bike, yeah. they've already got the dude, just put your arms in the air. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Yang joined. Hi, Yang. Oh, and Amber. Yang. Um, Yang is my fellow font, uh, <laughs> like Kearney yes. and, and Letting. Uh, I won't say Nazi because that's not nice, but we like His those. Typography things. books should be listed in there somewhere <laughs> in the description too. Uh, Do you have anything like that, Tara? Do you have any kind of uh, no know. product? No product. <laughs> now you should, or coaching, or something. I I do not, um, and I don't plan to. Mostly, I've I've learned the art of saying no. I think, which was very hard because I have shiny object object syndrome, like you wouldn't believe. Uh -huh. Um, I like I sat down last week to design some shirts for uh for Easter and I ended up making um space alien shirts because I could not stay focused on <laughs> making the shirt about Easter. I don't know how I got there, honestly. I'm sitting like, hmm, got some astronauts. <laughs> so what's happening here? Yes, that um anyway. Oh, <laughs> um, Stephanie said that it should be a guy doing a wheelie, especially yes. since they said wheelie in the thing. Perfect. Yes. Get your creative juices flowing. See how there's that one concept of a biker dad who's wheelie cool should. Yeah, that's a great one. You should obviously be doing a wheelie on top of. So there you go. You should have like four ideas from that one shirt that you made. Please also don't copy that poor guy. I yeah. know. <laughs> this is just to learn. And we're so sorry if that's your shirt. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't want to call people out. And But I'll be but don't, If you do, don't worry. We're, we've. <laughs> I have plenty of shirts way worse than that. So <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, we all do. And calling people even for good stuff like I'll be honest um so my shirts have been featured on Merch Informer way too many times and I I, I think I cornered Neil and told him that in Seattle I was like you know every time you like hey this is a good one I'm like dang it <laughs> stop stop reading my niches <laughs> on your in your tutorials or on your blog um, but I mean it, I mean it's flattering as well okay so here's one I clicked on this one right away because that says drunkle um which was a I think a very funny way to get around Funkle, if you guys remember, Funkle was um, a big one that, did someone trademark that? Anybody remember? I don't, I don't know. Was that, was that a big deal? Or it someone was, was a big trying, deal, yeah. If someone was trying to trademark it, I don't know if it went through. Um, we can check with our relative, uh, our, our local uh, TM professionals. But anyway, this I think is a fun way around that because this, well, I haven't checked, so I would hope that it's not trademarked. Let's assume it's not. Um, it's a funny way to have kind of that same joke. And this is a, this is a style that um, was popular. I don't, I'm not sure how popular it is now, but the, the definition, you know, the mm -hmm. whole definition thing, I think this one's done really well. I like the big, bold font. It's easy to read, but it's still fun. It's not like some old stale font. And then just, uh, it looks like a, you know, a dictionary definition down there and it's, you know, cheeky and funny. And if you have a drunk uncle, so there you go. Um, I, I wouldn't change anything about the, the styling on that one. Um, the one next to it too here, this proud dad of two awesome girls. I think that's pretty good. I think they they filled the space pretty well. They're using more of a, a circular overall form. You could have another variation where you pull everything out to make it fill a square. So proud and dad might get a little bigger to push those stars out to the side. So the stars are kind of the edge of a, a invisible box. Um, so there, that was a good one. 
Know, are we sick of Father's Day? We can move to something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anybody have any questions in the chat or any um, anything that they struggle with with designs that you, that you want us to talk about or cover? Do you, when you make a design, do you do a variation like with a graphic and then one without a graphic? Um, I do. Here, I'm going to stop screen sharing for a second unless someone else wants to, if they want to okay. see something. Oh, that was great. Thank you so much for going through that. Made sure. a lot of good points. You are screen sharing. Am I still screen sharing? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, you're not. Yeah. I see you. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Do I, oh, uh, variations with text and without. Um, I do, and I'll, and I do have a lot of text only stuff. Don't, um, I mean, I can sit here and like wave my hands and tell you I'm a graphic designer and make you all think that I have, I have around 10,000 live listings, make you think that they're all these like amazing leak style shirts and they're not. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of text only. And I think um, those sell well because it's just funny. It's, and a lot of them are just one-liners. And I I make those when I get down into a, a niche where I do my research. I I make sure it's for rugby. I don't play rugby or watch rugby. I don't know anything yeah. about rugby except now I do. I actually do know a lot about rugby and the term phase <laughs> and some funny jokes. And all, sometimes all it takes is just a a one liner that they are going to get that their teammates are going to get, and it's going to be a funny shirt that they can wear or a funny shirt that their mom or their you know um, slight tangent. But like when I before I design a shirt, and this is the marketing background thinking, I don't. I do my research first. Um, I make sure before I'm designing a shirt or a series of shirts that I have the buyer in mind, whether that's a person buying it for themselves or a mom or an aunt buying it for their nephew. I know who the buyer is. I know why they're buying the shirt. I know where that person's going to wear the shirt. And some of these might be very generic. They just wear it because they like it. But oftentimes, like, no, they're going to a, a St. Patrick's Day party at work. So it needs to be appropriate, but it wants to it should be funny. Um, and then I... I know the niche, so I know their jokes. I know the um, the styles that would appeal to those people. Like, I'm not going to do grunge biker style for a shirt that you would buy your grandma necessarily. Um, and then I know the keywords because um, if you know the niche, you know what they're searching for. You need to be able to the keywording. To me, it's not that hard. I think that's one of the things I've never super struggled with because I literally type out what I think the customers are going to type out because that's how yeah. SEO works. Like, if they type it here and you have it there it should come up, you know, there's all these other things about, you know, competition and flooding and things, but that's, you know, that's how you can start at least. So about um, how long do you spend researching? Uh, we'll just say from like a niche that you haven't really tackled before. Um, I think I have found that I can get, I can get some good um, ideas flowing within 30 minutes of, you know, but I do spend all, I'll be on my computer or the doctor's office with a kid or something <laughs> or in the carpool. Um, Pinterest is fantastic for stuff like that. And I'll search like, so we'll take rugby. Um, I will, I'll look at funny rugby memes, funny rugby terminology, rugby language, rugby, um, I don't know, you know, those kinds of things I would search on Google and on, um, uh, Instagram hashtag rugby, then look at the other hashtags that kind of follow it. And I found some funny little jokes that way that I would, you know, up Reddit, I've, Google has taken me to Reddit sometimes. Actually, I found some good um, rock climbing. Um, I do enjoy rock climbing in a former life. I haven't done that since I had kids, but uh, <laughs> along with so many other things. Um, but I, I ended up on Reddit for rock climbing and found a whole thread of what's the funniest thing you said while rock climbing? And everyone's like posting these things. And they were the most hysterical puns. And I at least kind of got them because I know some of the terminology. But I'm like, I never would have thought of that. And here it is for the taking. Like, it's just right here. Um, because someone posted a thread about 
what's the funniest thing you said as you fell or as you dropped something or as you were yelling at your partner on belay, you know, so stuff like that. The internet, it, the internet, just look at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> just look at the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> people, people share their stories and their jokes. And as long as they're not trademarked, uh, they are free for you to use. So, and I think that's a good point. Cause I think when, and a lot of people, when they think research, they're like, oh, let me look at what shirt's on there and then do something similar. And you're like, right. no, like there's like, just go where the people are that are going to be buying the shirt and find out what they're talking about. What are they doing? What do they right. think funny? And take those ideas and make your own shirt out of it. Right. And that's, that's definitely the approach. And not to say like, especially when I first started the use, you know, see what is selling and do it better. I feel like I, I literally did that, you know, because I was able to, I saw for example, I would go into niches on Amazon and see this is all text. Everything is just text. So I'm like, I'm going to throw some graphics in here. I'm going to illustrate what you guys are all talking about. And then I was starting to sell really well on those niches because no one was contesting me on graphics. If people just wanted text, they could buy that one. But now they have another option. By being creative, you're giving people more options. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my favorite things to do is to come into a niche that I find that is purely black and white text or all the same, the same, you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. find a, a it's just one person did it and then everyone else did it, maybe changed it a little bit. I'm like, no, I'm gonna come in with maybe the same phrase in a completely different style and give the, give the, the buyers another option. Now, so, is that similar to like how you would go about solving a problem in the print on demand for your customers by giving them like yeah. that different contrast on mm -hmm. that screen? Yeah, absolutely. Offer them something different. If you, if you searched one of those like, you know, funny, <laughs> I'm sorry to come back to this, but like world's greatest partner, if you just saw a whole page of those, they're all going to look fairly similar. I would come in and like do it in like, like make it look like a trophy. I don't know, just something different, something different than a block of text. A block of text is fine, but a whole page of a block of text, you're not going to, you know, you can be lucky and sell some of those. I've been lucky that way sometimes. And I've had stuff that's just a block of text amongst others and mine has sold. But if you could come in with a, a graphic or a vintage version or um, using a different style, I think I have, I don't know, probably 20 go-to styles, if you will, like a different vintage run at it or the big cartoony run at it or the big, um, you know, text only, you know, or text note. That's a really great tip. I didn't think about that, about having like go-to styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's probably obvious, but I have not thought about that at all. <laughs> Like no, a go-to style. I, I don't know. I don't think I have 20 go-to styles. <laughs> you might. You might. You, that's you know. a great idea. Um, you might. And that's why I, sometimes I my post over Girl Boss, like having different styles and looking outside of T-shirts um, is a great way to bring in new styles to T-shirts. Like mm -hmm. what is doing well on, I mean, mugs, bumper stickers, uh, I don't even know, other products, memes, funny memes. And then you also get to learn what is just a funny meme and what would actually work well on a shirt. How many times have I seen a meme like that is hysterical. And then I start to put it on a shirt and like, oh my gosh, no one will wear that phrase on their chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's like just inappropriate for a shirt, not, not with like curse words, but just like you wouldn't, like I probably wouldn't talk about how many times I cleaned up vomit from my child <laughs> on a shirt, but it was a really funny meme that I saw. So like kind of having that filter built in um, mm -hmm. or you have to grow your own filter. On funny but the good stuff. thing about merch is like you can still try it. I mean, yeah, there's no if it doesn't sell after a few weeks, you could always take it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or just let it fall off in six months. You know, if you yeah, have space, you have enough space. Um, yeah. I'm to the. I mean, I'm. I got space. I don't. Um, yeah. I do not upload a thousand things a day like I'm allowed to. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so anyway, I lost my train of everywhere. Oh, I'm just looking at my chat. My little sister is Anna. She's in here. Oh, now. everybody's hey, here supporting you. It's great. <laughs> I do. So I come from, I have, there are five kids in my family. I'm the second, the second out of five. So these are, Jake and Anna are the baby brother and baby sister. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yes. And Jake, Jake, my little brother, he just had, he and his wife just had their first baby. Oh, right. congratulations. Hi. Um, anyway, and my little sister is a YouTuber. Oh, nice. Everybody go subscribe to her. <laughs> she does. She's um, far more fashionable than me. She does a, her thrift store finding fashion gems there. Oh, fine. Um, so, yeah, she's here. Um, yeah. Were there any other questions? I'm not looking at the chat very well. No, but I think everybody's just enjoying it. Um, people were given different ideas for the biker dad theme we were doing for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Got some of those up there, but wow, it's almost nine anyway. We're we're getting towards the end. Let me just double check if anybody sent a design or anything to get critiqued. Um, earlier, Teresa asked if you also use um, Procreate in your designs as um, alongside Illustrator and Photoshop and all that. Um, I do, I do now. <laughs> I bought I bought myself the big old iPad Pro last year um, for Black Friday. And I have, I've, um, I've actually really liked it. It's, uh, it's very different from using Illustrator. And now that I go back and forth, I find myself like, so I also have um, a laptop that's a touch screen. It's the Microsoft's book surface, something, something expensive pro. And it, so now like when I want to undo something, I find myself like tapping with two fingers, like, ah, dang it, wrong, wrong machine. Um, <laughs> So I, it, my brain does have to make a switch, but I do really like it. I've liked it for illustrating for like, now that I'm doing a little more illustrations because it's a little easier, I think on the in Procreate. And I do really like that. So do but, you make um, your own graphics now when you when you go into a niche or? Um, I do, I do, and I always, I, I guess I should say, I haven't always made my own graphics. I'm a, I think a good graphic designer knows when to purchase graphics and when to make them yourself. Um, it's a it's a time thing. If I other things as well, um, actions like Photoshop actions, Illustrator brushes, anything like that, I can build those things. Um, but I also know that someone else has already built that and spent what what might take me thirty minutes to an hour to perfect or get it the way I want it. Um, but someone else made it and it was five or ten dollars. <laughs> so a lot of times for me, that's a, a good use of my time. And since I have, I run a very lean operation I, since I do my own designs I don't outsource any of my my work all my uploading and stuff that's all just me so if I can anything I can do to streamline my process um, I will do it if it costs a few bucks here and there or graphics as well I will buy graphic packs make sure that they have the appropriate um, use it yes um, I've, I will buy them off people from Etsy and every time I, I will message them I'll say hey I read through your terms it says it's okay for this this is what I'm going to use it for is that okay and I get in writing from the owner yes that's fine you know and then i'm like all right base is covered um and so i'll use stuff from there but yeah now with uh with procreate i have um made some fun little characters and more detailed work which has been nice cool do any of your kids like designing or have you started to teach any of them anything about graphic design um so i one of my daughters is a very artistic and she has been bugging and bugging to you know make sure so i let her kind of sit next to me and she designed her own shirt and ordered it for her and you know she wears it and it's, it's funny and, um she a book as well I, so i do kdp and she um she wanted to make her own sketchbook 
So we kind of helped her kind of lay out and putting her name on the front and choosing colors. And it was very cute. And she loves that sketchbook. So oh, that's, that's been, awesome. That's been really fun. So, oh yeah, KDP. We never got there. Yeah, we didn't talk about KDP. <laughs> what, anything you want to say about KDP? I still haven't done it at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm not on it at all. Um, I really like it. So I, um, I did, it went really well. I have only, I jumped into one niche was just back to school stuff last summer. And, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of talks like, oh, composition books are so flooded. But again, I, I think I had a really good idea that just hadn't been done yet, um, which was surprising to me, but it, I thought of it, I thought about it a lot. I researched what was there. I'm like, oh, this, this whole theme stuff like hasn't been done that thought I'm going to do that and that was the kind of the, one of the few times where I've hired out um just on a project basis I it was already like June or something by then like some schools had already started on you know the West Coast <laughs> Arizona and some places start super early um so I hired two people off of Upwork and I I built them templates I had not some great some not great experiences trying to hire out with them um, a design service and blind buys and none of that has worked for me um, so I hired these people and I gave them templates. I built them in Illustrator. I had all the pieces that I wanted. And I just said, I need you to flush these out. They each gave me, you know, many, many iterations of what I was looking for. And I put them all up and they sold, they started selling um, the next day. And I sold uh, something like uh, 5,000 books in the first six weeks of wow. those like, like, I mean, it wasn't flooded. I just had a good idea and went for it. And Obviously, the sales like, woo, September came and they went, they sure plummeted fast, but it was a nice six weeks. And hopefully, that goes to show that um, it was composition books. Those things are 50 cents at Walmart. I'm sitting like, who is buying these $7 composition books? People do it. And so many people only shop on Amazon because yeah. I used to do FBA hey. and I would buy the 50 cent composition books and then just oh, yeah. ship them to Amazon and people would pay oh, yeah. like, you know, $7. And I'm like, it's 50 cents. Right. <laughs> Oh. So, and they weren't even, they weren't even customized. They were literally the exact same composition. <laughs> there you go. Take advantage of, you know, people are willing to have the, uh, the nicety of being on Amazon and have something show up on their doorstep in a couple days yeah. and not have to go to Walmart. It's the time thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's the $5 instead of 50 cents. I mean, their time is worth way more than that than to go stand in line, drive right. over there, get all the kids in and out of the car. It's like, right. okay. <laughs> Which is funny because on one hand, I'm like, y'all are crazy. I have four kids. I am not spending $7 per composition book. Do you know how many uh -huh. I buy every year? Um, but on the other side, like, I totally get man, um, valuing your time. My time is worth a lot. You know, yeah. so that's, I have not outsourced part of my businesses because this business because I'm super controlling and <laughs> I want things exactly the way I want them. But I have outsourced other things in my life. I used to teach uh, my kids piano. We, we play the piano in our family and this is also another great reason to outsource. Like it's, you know, now they can be doing their piano lessons and I can be working because they're occupied. Mm -hmm. um, but they also super respect their piano teacher because it's not their mom and they don't feel like they can talk back. <laughs> um, so that's been a win. And yeah. I've outsourced some other, uh, some other household tasks um, yeah. because my time is better spent uh, doing what I do. I make more money doing what I do versus the money I spent on having someone else do another part of. Yeah. That's why like Instacart's taken off and all these like shopping because it saves so much time. That's I, all my groceries. I, if I don't pick them up from Costco and which I think Costco has a delivery service now too. I haven't gone into that, but I got an email about that a while ago. Um, but Walmart, oh, Walmart has free pickup. 
I yeah. do my shopping on my phone and then it's just there. I don't even have to get out of my car. <laughs> yeah. I can get a week's oh. worth of groceries in like 10 seconds. Anyway, things like that oh, are nice. streamlining my life. Yeah. So I guess the people that buy shouldn't be judgmental to people buying $7 composition books if it means they didn't have to go to Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's, it's fun. It's nice now that there's so much customization and you can have like, I don't know, exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I learned a lot. I, I really like the idea of having like your go-to like mm -hmm. formats and stuff and your own like uh, mm -hmm. styles. Cause I think yeah. I learned a lot. Cause right. it's all those like little time-saving things. It's like, then when you're doing research, you're like, okay, I'm going to apply it to these like exactly. number of styles. Right. And if you know so. which styles would suit your customer, you know, if it's a if your if your end customer is a a teenage boy who plays sports, you know, you're not gonna use the pretty princess style. It's, right. it's actually kind of a like once you have those in mind, it's really easy to go, oh, these ones will work. The modern mm -hmm. one, the hipster one, the sporty one, and the whatever yeah. one. Because I was starting to do that with like font choices where I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I, this is the kind of font I use for this, this is the kind of font I use for that. But mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it all together as like actually the whole layout. Yeah. And the whole like style. Yeah. So I, yep. So I have my fonts categorized that way. Actually I have them in, um, I use font base. Wait, really? Yes. I think it's called font base. Um, and it's, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, it yeah. allows you to custom, like you make categories. So I have them in like, you know, sans serif serif and, um, scripts, but then I have them broken. I have them like vintage script or vintage. So I know like, okay, if I'm doing a vintage style for maybe an older generation or someone who likes vintage, I've got, I just click on that. And then it brings up all my, shows me all the fonts that would work for that style. And after a while you get, used to I'm like oh, okay I'm doing the modern one so I know I want a very minimal thin font and I know it's there's these three options that I have that work really well so that has um yeah anyway being organized is helpful nice all right well thanks so much and thank you guys all for watching and it's so good that Amy was back we're so happy <laughs> missed you oh I missed you guys too and yeah thanks so much for coming on I've I've got like three pages of notes here so oh hey yeah <laughs> yeah i really i really learned some things so thank you so much Aww. i really appreciate it oh thank yeah thanks for having me it's fun to to chat merch with people who don't think i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that far no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks guys we'll see you guys all next week thanks. have a great week bye